Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. My name is Michael, and we're here today for another episode of our TTRPG crowdfunding review show, and this is going to be episode 20. Joining me, as always, is Larry. Larry, say hello to everyone. Hi, and good morning. So remind everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, over on Twitter at Mumfrey999. Uh, that's, please, send me your links. Talk to me about your Kickstarters and your crowdfunding projects. Here we go. And uh, you're a podcaster of your own, right? Well, yeah, Mumfrey's Musings on AnchorCast, but it's distributed as well. And that's just a weekly recap of uh, the home game that um, I'm either playing in or running. Excellent. And then join us again, as always, is Ellen. Ellen, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. And remind us where we can find you on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ellen underscore Delina, D-A-L-I-N-A. Uh, you can also find me sometimes running games, some always doing art for Chaotic Wonderful, uh, which I think you put a link to, so I'm not going to bother spelling it because <laughs> yeah. it has a one instead of a <laughs> Twitter character limits. And also recently uh, started on um, Isle of Misfit Rolls, so that's very exciting. Very cool. I will put links to, to that as well. If you'll send me that, I'll put it in the show notes. And then if you're new here, what we do on the show is we're going to take a look at nine-ish currently crowdfunding campaigns that are RPG tabletop-ish related. Uh, and there'll be links in all the show notes to those as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a few that maybe you've not heard of and we can send you in a direction to help a, a designer or creator get funded. Two of mine today are like, bazillion times funded so that that's not what i'm doing this week but that's what we try to do when we can so let's jump into it right away and this came across uh for me was a facebook ad so i'm gonna guess that everyone has seen this but i thought it was very cool you might even say i thought it was novel and this is the author clock a novel way to tell time it is on indiegogo and essentially what this is it is a clock that tells you the time by using various quotes from literature so one of the examples they have is I passed onto the road and saw, I can't read part of it because it's mixed up, something at 10 minutes to one. And this is a quote from some book. There's another one like a Sherlock Holmes novel, um, Stan Postmark and Dispatch 1036, said Holmes, and so forth and so on. So every minute it changes to a new quote. It gives you the full quote. The, the time indicated in that quote is highlighted or bolded so you can see it easier. And then it gives you the, um, the, the who, which novel, which author this comes from. Uh, this one is ridiculously funded already. It's uh, almost $2 million at this point. Um, the creators are a company called Mechanical Design Labs. This is their second campaign. Their first was for the Rota gyroscope. I didn't look to see what that meant. I just saw that it appears to have funded successfully and been delivered on time. Um, this one, there's only basically four pledge levels. There's one for a small clock, one for a big clock, and then one for two small clocks and one for two big clocks. Um, I think they're a little too expensive for me. I'd love to have one of these things, but the small one is $129, which measures uh, three and a three quarters inch tall or 249 for the large, which measures five and a quarter inches tall. Couldn't find the width measurement, but it's apparently you can look at it and guesstimate there. Uh, shipping appears to be free anywhere in the world, and it is expected to deliver this November. So I just want to ask, did either of you happen to see this on your own internet feeds this week, or was this just a me thing? Because it was all over mine. I did not see this. Nope. 
Never heard. Right, of well, I have mentioned on the past that I want to be a writer. Like that is something that has been said multiple times. So maybe the internet was listening and thought, oh, he'll like this. Because they were right. I do think this is really cool. <laughs> it definitely has a cool factor, especially if uh, you can use it practically as part of your hobbyist writing or, you know, as a professional, I suppose. It's, it's got its applications. Yeah. I just think it's kind of a neat little doohickey. Um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't look in how deep they, they say that the, the quotes that tell you the time come from a wide variety and diversity of authors and, and genres and stuff like that. So hopefully all that is true. Um, I didn't necessarily see anything that was like, Oh, I've never heard of that before, but I, there's only like four options on there that I saw. So I don't know, but if this is something you think is cool, or if you want to buy me one, go over to Indiegogo and check it out. Again, there'll be links to all of these in the show notes. They haven't all donated right. any for, to give away at a catacomb yet. Not yet. I, you know, I, I do need to get that email out though. I, I, about time for that. All right. So Ellen, we'll start with you for second this week. What is your first one? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my first one is on Kickstarter. It's called Line of Inquiry, and it is a rules light system guidebook and starter scenario for murder mystery RPGs. And I think I have said this before. I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times. Like you give me a murder mystery and I'm there. Um, so, uh, this was automatically something that was really cool to me. And, uh, so there, it is rules light. So like you can use it on its own, but you could also use it to help you in your other games to play in murder mystery. So that is very exciting because I am running, uh, Deadlands and there's murder all the time. And mystery <laughs> is like absolutely something that could be included in it. So put it together and that's perfect. So, um, uh, let me see. Uh, it's fully funded. Um, it has 27 days to go, so it'll uh, be concluding September 23rd, so you have plenty of time to get in on this. Um, I'm unfamiliar with uh, TOA Tabletop, who is the creator. This says that this is their first created. Um, they are a Maori-owned and operated RPG podcaster and designer, which is cool. Um, but it does mean that things are coming from New Zealand. So if you are getting a physical copy, it might be more expensive for shipping. Um, but having said that, um, the PDF copy is $10, which is a very reasonable price point. And then, um, mm -hmm. uh, the physical is, uh, $16 and this is us, uh, it is more in the New Zealand currency, but, uh, <laughs> I'm referring to us. Um, and, uh, the PDF looks like it should be ready um, at the same time as the print copy. So the estimated delivery is March 2023, which is not too far down the line, uh, which is scary to think of, actually, um, now that I say that. Um, but yeah, so the um, there's a bunch of advice in this book about assembling a murder mystery and like what are the compelling elements of it and uh means mode of opportunity uh persons of interest profiles and stuff like that so like there is a, a pre-made scenario in there so that's something you could run on its own or you could drop into your own game um and it also gives you uh hints tips and tricks on how to make your own which is very cool to me um uh in the if you run it using its own system rules um it has uh d6 mechanic um and it has a mechanic called burnout which um as your uh investigator obsesses over the case like you miss sleep and you strain relationships and so that's like kind mm. of uh an interesting mechanic that i thought was really cool um 
I'm sure I've mentioned before too, I love murder mysteries as well. It's one of my favorite type of games to run. And I will mention here, I run a murder mystery LARP at a catacon uh, because yeah, I'm all about murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, I'm looking to see the stretch goals. Uh, they still need to hit those stretch goals. So there's still plenty to do um, in terms of funding. Um, it is fully funded for the base scene, but uh, they will... Uh, uh, more tools have been unlocked. So, um, serial killer generator. Oh, that's fun. That's a horrible thing sentence for me to say out of context, but that, that's a fun thing to have. Um, but at the other stretch goals, there will be more art and more mysteries involved. So, um, this is just a cool little uh, zine. It's for Zine Quest. I think everything that I've picked is for Zine Quest because that is currently ongoing. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math in real time, and anyone who knows me knows that is not a sentence I normally say. Uh, but it looks like they're about 500 US away from the next stretch goal. I'm doing the conversion anywhere near right, so it's not that far. Yeah. It's got almost a full month to go, so mm-hmm. I would assume it will probably get to the next one, if not both of them. Yeah. All right, very cool. Thank you for sharing. And uh, Larry, what's your first one this week, sir? I'm going to begin with one that's uh, it's his own Kickstarter. It is called A Strong Start. This is a adventure that's been designed to run in about three to four hours single session uh for teaching D to brand new players and this is part of the zine quest uh, as well this one is specifically aimed at new players so it's starting out where you're going to have new characters so it's for beginning characters as well but the entire point of this adventure is for your gm uh, who is wanting to bring in friends that aren't experienced with any gaming systems at all. Uh, one of the quotes that they, I can't quote it offhand, but to paraphrase one of the things she says is like fifth edition sort of force feeds you a, like a, from a, a, a water hose, like a fire hose mm-hmm. blast of data and information to the face and okay, absorb what you can and you'll pick it up as you go on. Well, instead of trying to do it that way, this has been designed from the ground up a first project here, um, so this is the initial, uh, try at crowdfunding here, but, uh, Ray high is doing this and 51 backed again, first created writer, reader, gamer, nerd going from the experience of trying to get into D and D after watching critical role and stuff, how, you know, this is like a textbook in some ways, which if you haven't been playing for years, looking back on it, you know, yeah, it's, it's a fairly dense system to get into, especially with fifth edition. So they're trying to get rid of the high barrier to starting gaming. Uh, this is aimed basically at fifth edition uh, type gamers because it seems to be so popular right now with the, the different streaming services and, and not services, but, you know, with critical role, they've got their animation on, um, you know, Amazon Prime and everything. So it's getting a lot of exposure. So this is designed for beginners at teaching them how to gradually get into the game. And even as far as the setting goes, it was specifically written uh, to take you from a setting that's not real unfamiliar, using something historical, uh, as far as like, a, you know, you're starting out at, at an end, but it's sort of being described more like a hostel and then moving the characters to an investigative story. So you're it's, it's trying to ease everybody into the mechanics of the game and how their character sheet, what that means to them. Um, so I just like the way everything was uh the the mention of the design and everything the background of the writer here is in graphic design so a lot of things that they're taking from their 
daily life has been put into this as far as how it looks and everything. And, and there's a lot of tips for guiding players into, like I said, gradually and uh, like scaffolding types of things where you're introducing them to roles without telling them the mechanics of it. You get into the mechanics later, but from the beginning of this all the way through till the end of the adventure, it's a steadily increasing presentation of the game of D and D as far as, you know, getting into the whys and the mechanics of it. So it starts out real gradual and takes you up. And that's something I have not really seen much of. There may be a little section in your rule book or your dungeon master's guide or something about bringing in new players. But a lot of times it's what is a role-playing game here, are the dice, now you're ready to go. And this starts from a more basic uh, version of that. So, um, that's what really brought this one uh, to me. This one is going to be running through September 12th. Uh, the funding goal was $250. It's currently just shy of $1,200. It's at $1,198. There are no stretch goals. So uh, Ray's keeping the focus just on the adventure. She um, was very specific about saying there aren't any stretch goals because I don't want to increase the size and scope of this project. This is what I want to get done. And it's also pretty affordable. Uh, an entry pledge, you can just get the adventure text only for a dollar in PDF form. For $6, you get the PDF, and then there are digital assets. For $13, you can get the deluxe printed zine and the digital assets. Expecting to deliver this in October of this year, and the print should be out in a month or two after that, November, December of this year. Um, again, this is really focused on new characters, but specifically new players. Um, so take, you know, there's a, some, some layout displays here that you can look and see how it is laid out. There's a lot of text and it explains, this is what you would be reading. And it explains in there why you're reading it to your players. So it's sort of bringing on newer GMs as well, but it's focused on new players. And that's, that's what I like about this. Yeah, this is very similar to what I was wanting to do with that Dragon Spine adventure I've been running since 5th edition came out, which I designed to, again, same thing, brand new players, this is how you play the game. And I tried to write that. This was my goal, is I was going to bring this to Kickstarter. I couldn't find a way to write it that made sense, because it was always like, I'm trying to explain to a new DM, like, okay, this is what I want you to do here, but if the players do this, then you would do this, mm. and if they do that, then you'll have to do that. And I just kept going, like, all these if-then statements that it became this wild flow chart. I'm like, I have no idea how to write this in a way that actually will convey what I'm trying to convey. So it, it became complicated in, a, in an effort to become simple. So I would be very interested to see how they have accomplished this, because I still might want to do that with Dragon Spine at some point in the future. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this one. I did see this one. I looked at it and I saw that you had it on your list, so I didn't pick it. Yeah, so the fun, the funding for this is going towards recouping art costs and adding in more art and uh, developing the next adventure down the line. So um, I, I don't see it, a lot of risk with it being uh, meeting the delivery line, the delivery date. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm in on this one. I'm really curious to see how it turns out and I have high hopes for it to help bring in, you know, if you've got new people you want to introduce it to, hopefully you can at least glean some things off of this to help you bring them in. Yep. Alrighty. So that's back to me for my second and this is another one that was all over my feed. So I wonder if either of you have seen it too. And this is Project Ironside. And this is another um, Kickstarter. And this is basically uh, a game table. Project Ironside, it, the title of the project is a $399 extendable ga board game table. 
then subtext is not 1999, just 3999. But that's a little deceptive. We'll get into that. Um, so this is currently like 48,000 or 4,800% funded. It's like 2.5 million on a goal of 50,000. So it is ridiculously funded at yeah, this point. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it is. It is wild. So um, I'm someone who I'm into gaming tables. Again, if you've listened to my show for a long time, you've probably talked about it. I've built my own. Um, I used to be a big poker player. I, I learned to build poker tables and then it, I just took that and made it a game table. So it's got like poker uh, table rail padding on the rails. So it's really comfortable to sit and play in. Uh, because it's easier, it's cheaper for me to build my own than to buy some of these. Though mine don't look anything near as nice as some of these, like, you know, Wormwood Gaming does theirs. There's uh, the Cal- Cal- was it Carolina Game Tabletop. Mm-hmm. There's, there's all these, like, high-end, customizable t- tables that are practically, I mean, they are gorgeous, but they also cost, like, what a new car would cost. You know, you're, like, tens of thousands of dollars for the top-of-the-line version. So this one comes to Mark and says, hey, this is only $399. And it looks really cool. It's very minimalistic. Uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't look like wood. It looks like metal, but it just, it looks sleek and cool looking. It's extendable and expandable. And it has all these little places where you can add accessories and, and kind of, you know, make it bigger and better. And that's kind of where things start to fall apart a little bit with this one. Because 399 is the base cost. If you just want the base table, Three ninety nine. I think shipping's like one fifty nine on top of that. So you're still looking at like five fifty just to get it. So I priced out the table that I would want with all the accessories and and again this isn't all the accessories. These are the accessories that I would want if I was going to build my own version of this. And it was fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> plus plus another four hundred for shipping. So it's still really going to be two thousand dollars. But I will say that is still cheaper than a lot of the other comparable tables that I have looked at. Now, I've not priced all of them, but this does look like a cool table. I think the, the video is kind of fun, funny. It's got some cheeky humorous stuff that makes me laugh. So I was kind of into it. Uh, so I wanted to throw a little extra attention, like not that it needs it, right? Um, so I looked, they have created, this is their fourth created. They've created through before, and they're all board game or tabletop accessory storage that's kind of like what this company started. So uh, I think like there's like a Clax shelf at IKEA is like everyone. That's what everyone gets for their board game collection. And they bought they made some like little accessories to expand how easy you can display your games on that. Uh, they also had one that was like for little table talk uh, table token holders. And I actually almost backed that one. I was I was like two or three hundred dollars in, and then the last minute it's like ah eh, backed out and didn't do that one. <laughs> Um, and some of their accessories are actually the, the, the table is designed to use those. So you can take some of their token holders and they will actually attach to the sides of your table. So you can have tokens off the side of the table. The thing that I thought was really cool about this one, one that kind of sold me on bringing it up is like a lot of those other tables you can get, it has a table topper. So you can basically use this as a dining room table, um, in your living room or your dining room. And then it converts to a game table by removing those off the top. But they have made those where they can actually then be turned into side tables. So they have legs that you can buy and and plug into the bottle of them and make a little side table. Or you can make it a raised platform for a raised platform gaming. So if you're doing like role-playing games, you could have your map and minis like a foot off the table. And then you have space underneath for your character sheets and for your dice, all that kind of good stuff. So I've seen other Kickstarters for just that um, project, just that, you know, product and this is sort of combining the both of them which i thought was really kind of cool 
So um, it's got 25 days to go as of recording. It ends on October 12th. Uh, so the way they their their tagline here is Project Ironside is a modern minimalist minimalist design gaming table with an entry price of just $3.99. Fully extendable, customizable, and accessories and more. Uh, you can add neoprene play mats in three colors, red or black or blue. And then you also get double-sided ones that were basically created by Alexander Elchev. They said from Gloomhaven. I've not played Gloomhaven, so I don't know what that means. I'm assuming they're a really cool artist and you can get uh, masks that have their art on it. Um, they expect retail to be $4.99 base. So basically the Kickstarter is giving you 100 bucks off the base price. And then uh, all the various accessories add up. The table topper thing that I think is so cool is an extra $395. You can get two cup holders for $29 or six cup holders for $69. They have plush armrest cushions that you can buy in a set of six for $59. The play mat is $59. So yeah, you start adding all the cool stuff and that's how you get to $1,500. Um, expected delivery is to start in July of next year, but it depends on when you order. Essentially, they say 400 will be produced every month. So if you got in first, you probably will get yours around July. If you got in now, you're probably looking at July of 2024 or something like that. So did either of you see this one this week on your interweb feeds? I saw it on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one other person looking at it saying, Hey, I'm checking this out. What do you guys think? But Yeah. Not specifically tailored to me. Yeah, this is another one where it just, it came in my feed. Like I didn't have to go looking for this one. It, it popped in. So when I remember when I told you, I thought we were going to have to cancel this week. I was like, I've already got two. These were the two that I, I've already <laughs> had for days because the internet gave them to me. Uh, my last one is a little bit different. So, all right. So Ellen, we'll go back to you. What is your second one this week? Uh, my second one is Dread Shores and Black Horizons, which is uh, an adventure Uh a system-neutral RPG adventure set in a doomed world, poised on the brink of cataclysm. So I was like, oh, that's fun. Uh, it's also Zine Quest. Um, yeah, so the thing that really um, caught my attention initially for this one is the art. Uh, the art is very um, moody, and it is a monochromatic, uh, black, white, grays. Um, and it's just very... Uh, evocative of uh, what seems to be the tone that they're looking for for this adventure uh, there's not a huge amount of detail on there is like a sample page and some of the sample art um and uh a map of like a a tower location and everything that has been sampled is seems really great but there's not an overabundance of information about the adventure itself which i guess is you know so as not to give it away but um i uh think that this is really cool it says that it's ready to play with 5e osr or any other system of your choosing um it's 36 pages it's narrative uh deals with investigation and survival um so uh they say that you could conceivably do this across one or two sessions and i love little adventures because um it means less prep time for me <laughs> uh <laughs> So, uh, plus, like, anything that has cool art is always going to be, like, interesting to me. Um, the PDF version is uh, 10 bucks, so that was pretty automatic, pretty easy for me to do. Um, the print version is uh, $20, and then there are, uh, you can get a version that comes with a very cool pin, and um, that's $25, and then at 55 you can get everything, which includes printed maps and stuff like that. Um, there's also add-ons for, you can add on the map, which, um, I believe when I was doing the, um, 
backing, it said something about it being a cloth map, which is always really cool to me. So I was like, ooh, um, and I resisted, but I wanted to. So let me put that out there. Um, but they say in the um, PDF, and in every tier, actually, because you get the PDF with every tier, that you get digital tokens, maps, and handouts as well. So it's the PDF text and also all those digital assets in case you are running it online. So that would be very helpful. It is fully funded. Let me scroll back up. <laughs> uh, fully funded. Uh, really well funded. Their goal was, I thought this was funny. Their goal was $666, which was definitely intentional because like, uh, it's like a very moody, dark fantasy thing. So um, it, they are at uh, $5,500, just over that, um, with six days to go. So they finish on uh, Friday the 2nd. Um, it was funded in 17 minutes. Uh so this is really cool. I I like the tone. I like the art. I just thought it looked really cool. Very cool. Yeah, and I do like that That with the PDF, you also get the digital tokens and assets and stuff. I think that's a good thing, especially for a zine quest type of thing. They probably could create a tier, but that's a little bit more, but they probably will get more funding by not doing it than if they had added that as like a secondary tier, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You got anything on this one, Larry? Yeah, I really dug the lead-in when you were talking about Doom, Gloom, and Armageddon and just had, like, the happiest, cheerful lilt in your voice. It's It, it definitely, like, brought my interest to this one. But, yeah, the art, too. Really enjoy that, like, grayscale type or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to look at this one pretty seriously. And that brings us to your second one, Larry. All right, this one, again, is on Kickstarter. Um I think that's probably where all mine hit this week. Uh, it is called Demon Dog. This is going to be a standalone game that is designed to be compatible with Mork Borg. So Dave Alsop and Jared Earl from SLA Industries, if you're f- familiar with that game, uh, they are bringing a punk tale of revenge and redemption. Uh, again, this is a standalone game, but is designed to be compatible with Mork Borg. Now they, um, let's see, they are also responsible for their game SLA Industries and the Terminator RPG. Both of those were large Kickstarters, brought in a lot of money, but they were late, several months late in delivering on both of those. Other than that, I mean, they were delivered and the quality is very high, but uh, it was uh, running late. So this one... Victim of your own success, possibly. They just had so many backers, they probably added stretch goals and it complicated things. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, that's what I was looking into in the backstory of it, especially with a lot of people threw in on the Terminator and it got very big. Um, so Nightfall Games is who they uh, are part of, uh, and they have won some Ennies here. So they are presenting Demon Dog here. Now, this is a punk style game where Morkborg is a doom metal style game is kind of how they're differentiating themselves. This one is got its own setting. It's got its own backdrop of the demon dog world, but you being a demon dog means that you have died. So something went wrong along the way you have passed on to hell or the, the greater doom and gloom of, of which they go into the backstory here, but you've made a deal with one of the devils down there to come back and you're coming back seeking revenge seeking redemption oh and there's the little fine print in the uh, deal you made that you also have to perform tasks uh, specifically related to they've got six different uh, devils that you can make your bargain with here and each one has a different take on what you need to do for them 
so this one is going to be running through September 15th. They've backed, or excuse me, they've created four prior games, backed 12. This is almost, tri this is triple funded. They wanted $3,000 and they're at 9300 right now. Their notable stretch goals they've went through already are they have added Big Nigel the Dragon as a monster. They've added an additional selection of murder weapons. And they are just shy of opening up a new location that's going to be included in their book. That's $15 for the PDF, $31 for the 80-page hardcover and PDF. And the one that they're uh, that's different about this one is... Uh, there is going to be shipping included for the UK and the USA. That's in your pledge. And they are subsidizing shipping for a few other locations. I think it was, uh, shoot, Canada, Australia, and somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's listed down in there. I'd have to look at, but that's unusual now to have that included when it's going to be, you know, shipping a few months down the road may, you know, screw them uh, as far as that goes, because it just seems to be going up and up and up. But anyway, an irreverent game for an irreverent age. If you like Morkborg, this is done in the same layout type of style where you're not getting consistent layout from page to page. You know, you're going different fonts, you're different sizes and stuff. And it's uh, some people really dug that and some people, you know, it, it depends on your personal taste, I think. But they've shown uh, the layout of a few pages here so you can get it. the way Morkborg works. It's fairly simple, rules light. This, you know, builds on that system. But again, you can play it. At, at, by yourself here but um i mean it's an 80 page uh, uh hardback coming in if you get the print version here they give you um or at least say they're giving you the locations here the background for the setting itself and a little bit of the history of the dogs and the history of the world uh, a bunch of monsters are included and as in you, with Morkborg, there's a lot of tables to roll on for generating things. So it, I think really it's tailored to that market. Uh, if you are the audience that enjoys Morkborg, that type of rules light, kind of doom, gloom, and nasty fest of a game, this might be something you'd like to add into that or just try it on its own. Uh, the art is... I don't want to say horrible, but in a good way. I mean, it's it's good art, but it's Evocative. also kind of like, ooh. Yeah. Yes. Emotionally inducing. Yes. Some revulsion is to be expected. But they do they do include uh, levels there where you can get the Kickstarter exclusive book if you're looking for that. Or uh, also a dice set is, excuse me, is available here. But um, the next, uh, like I said, they're just shy of hitting what they're calling Pig Marsh as a stretch goal to unlock it. And they've got several days uh, here to go on it. I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm looking at this one because I, th I like Morkborg the way it's, there's not a whole lot of, I'll say prep to it as far, because a lot of the characters and stuff are generated as you go. But again, if you're getting sick and tired of the dark doom and gloom type stuff, then steer clear. There's not a lot of rainbows and happiness to be found here. Yeah. Um, I also saw at the very bottom of their page two um, that they have a deal with free league who mm -hmm. are the publishers of uh Mork board that if you back their Kickstarter at the end of the Kickstarter, you will be able to get a 20% flat discount on anything in the Mork board line at the free press website. So there's also a tie-in. Uh, they're doing a crossover promotion with a, another Kickstarter called Mask Witches. If you back both of Bat Mac, <laughs> if you back Mask Witches and this one, then you're going to get a double-sided heavyweight art card just sort of thrown in with your order. So there's that to look at if you're interested in that one. Very cool. 
I've never I've never played Morkborg. I, it seems to have exploded. Like again, I see it all over the place. It's a lot on Kickstarter, and even the uh, game found I think has some Morkborg stuff. So at some point, I need to check it out because it's just everywhere. But I've not played. it. Have you played, Ellen? I have not. Uh, but it I've only heard good things, uh, and it, it's very. Uh, the art as you said is not like pretty but it is very fun like it's very mm. um it's very good at what it's intending to do which is you know evoke that response and yep. uh it's cool and yeah my comment was going to be about that discount code so i think that's really cool too yeah and actually i think that's you know i have not seen that before on any i've covered but i think that is sort of a smart partnership and i, I hope that we see more of that where publishers are able to give like sort of a, just like a little discount to, to people. I might be bringing that up about a catacomb in a minute. Anyway, so my third one this week is another, it's actually one of the zine quests. It's the City Watch. Uh, it is created by SK Dining or Dining. It's their fourth created. They've backed 15. All their previous were for uh, tabletop related books. So like they are a, a, a they write books, uh, nonfiction about the tabletop industry and like the explosion, the popularity type of thing. Uh, their last one was delivered on time. This one is well-funded. It's like 4,000%. It's a little over 5,000 on a goal of $118 that is converted to U.S. currency. Uh, this is a, a series of 10 micro-adventures. They all use the 5th edition of D&D rule set. Uh, your characters will all play members of the Port Perro City Watch, and their duties include patrolling the streets, manning the city gates, investigating crimes, and doing whatever their boss, Liza, Captain of the Guard, tells them to do. Uh, some of the examples of the 10 adventures include a giant bird swoops down and carries off a child. A deserted pirate ship mysteriously docks at the city at night. A huge creature is tunneling beneath the city walls. A hag who has refused entry puts a deadly curse on the guards. And then someone has released a rust monster into the armory. Uh, these are all simple adventures. They're, they're supposed to be played in an hour, roughly. So that's, like again, I, that's why I called it micro-adventure. That was my word. I don't think they use that. Uh, but they, the designer says that the adventures do include ex unexpected twists and things are rarely as they seem. Uh, the project will be a stapled A5 Zine produced by Maxim Service. I'm not familiar with that company. I think I've heard the name before, but I don't really know what that means. But they're quite proud of it. They included it, so it must mean something. And the project should be roughly 50 to 60 pages when finished. Uh, the digital only is roughly $5 US, $4, is it sterling pounds, whatever the UK money is. The printed and digital would be roughly $10 and $8 of whatever that other number would be or whatever. Physical books will ship for roughly $4 to U.S. and Australia and about, uh, again, one pound in the U.K. And delivery is expected in October of this year. Uh, so, yeah, this is another thing where it's not quite not everyone shows up. Let's play a different game, board game type of thing. But this to me would be either trying to teach the rules again, maybe to someone who's new or not everyone shows up, so we need to play something else. I could probably throw this together. And, you know, you mentioned, Ellen, about some of the, the short adventures that require a lot less prep. But often I've found that you don't really need a lot of prep because your players are going to screw around. And if you just don't interrupt them, they can spend half an hour doing some nonsense, but everyone's having a great time. And so you don't really need a whole lot of plot to fill a three-hour slot if you have players who are in that vein. If you have players who are just like trying to get to the end of the adventure, then yeah, you might have to do some work behind the scenes to make up some new stuff. But with the groups that I normally play with, if I have three bullet points, I'm good for a night. Yeah, I agree. And um it's funny because, like, when you said that they were one-hour adventures, I was like, mm, that's 
Like, maybe there's one hour of content on the page, but that's probably... If there's one hour of content on the page, that's probably two to three hours of adventure, in my experience. That was my thought as well. Because, like, my go-to for Deadlands is a one-sheet, which uh, Peg puts out, which is a free two-sided sheet of paper, and that... That's not very many words. That's usually a mm. two-hour adventure, and that is mm-hmm. one piece of paper. So, like, yeah. So, one-hour yeah, adventure, I, I think, is underselling themselves. But yeah, I and I'm curious because it doesn't have any of the actual text of what the adventure looks like. It just gives like the bullet points, examples. I am curious. Uh, I may end up back in this one just to find out what they think one hour of content is to see how it lines up with my expectations. Because honestly, for me, if it said one-hour content, it would just be that. Bullet point. Someone has released a rust monster in the armory. (laughs) To me, that's one hour of content. And so I'm curious what they think that is. So I I agree with you. And I did back this one because it is five dollars for the digital copy. So I was like, oh, that's very easy to do. Yeah, yeah. I I will probably be back in that one as well. Yeah. All right. So that's it for me. So we'll go back to Ellen. What is your third this week? Not counting shout outs, which I think we all have. Yes. Uh my third is Miru. Or Myru, I'm not actually sure. Um, an analog adventure game. Uh, this is a solo uh, TGRPG, which, you know, I love. Um, uh, th- it's set in 21... Yes, 2125. And so the prompt is... Um, that there are uh, autonomous robots that help people thrive. And people are at peace. And one night you and your brother are walking around. And a farm bot... Uh, slams into your brother and kills him and then disappears. And so it's like, oh, wow, that escalated very quickly. Um, But um, apparently there is a rumor that if the god that controls these robots dies, the robots leave the area. So, like, it's a very, like, mysterious prompt. And so your journey is basically to, like, find and kill this god, which is always a very interesting situation. But it's um, solar punk. Um... Uh, a lot of the current buildings and technologies are relics and ruins, and it has like a hex map. Um, and my understanding is that it is. Sorry, I'm just reading. I think um, you uh, get to. I think the map is like uh, changes every time you play. I'm not. Don't quote me on that because I'm not like actually finding that said here. <laughs> that was my impression. Um, it looks like you draw your own map as you go. Okay. So it would definitely change based on your Oh, yes. It does say that. Yes, you are right. Thank you for reading. I promise I can read. Um, we were both reading. We were reading in different places. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but it, it seems very um, straightforward. Uh, the materials needed are very simple. You need a D6 and a D20 and, like, pen, paper, and uh, the map. And so uh, it just – I like the uh, design aesthetic of it. Uh, I like uh, the concept. I like everything about it, honestly. And the fact that um, the physical starter set, where you get everything you need, which is the physical copy, print and play edition, dice, a journal, playing tokens, and a pen, which is kind of fun, but uh, is $20. And they only deliver to the US, so the price for shipping is $5. So you would be paying $25 for the full set. And so that's like a really good price uh, for what seems to be like a well, like well stylized and well designed product. And so uh, the digital PDF is $5 and the physical zine on its own is $10. So um, 
yeah, this was a no-brainer for me just at that price point, and the, the fact that the um, aesthetic, like, spoke to me, and, like, they, they show uh, art of two different robots, and they're, they're like, uh, very cobbled together, but also cute, but also, like, you think that they could probably mess with you pretty badly, so. Uh. Yeah, so the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know if either of you are familiar with the Dark Tower series, I uh, reread it the summer, and, uh, you know, there's the, in the mid-world, there's the Andy the Messenger robot, mm-hmm. who's does a lot for the village, but no one really quite understands why they do what they do and everything. That was the first thing that I thought of when you said like this farmer robot just kills somebody. Yeah. Yes. And there's very much like that kind of, um, aesthetic going on with like, it's technically sci-fi, but there's, it gives me like also fantasy elements as well in the way that dark tower does. Um, but I should probably do any of the numbers part. I always forget this part of this podcast. Uh, it has met its goal. The goal was a hundred dollars. Uh, so they are at, um, 3,500, um, five days ago, uh, ends on September 1st. This is another zine quest guy and it is set to deliver. It looks like the PDF itself is October um, of this year, and the physical copy would be November. And they did specify in the notes that um, the only reason why it's not fully done right now is because uh, the uh, soul creator had a uh, health issue, and it's just, mm. you know, but not a, like just a kidney stone. So it's it's a minor one. So yes. it's just like as someone who suffers kidney stones, never said the words only a kidney stone <laughs> in front of me because it is. I mean, I've had I literally had brain surgery. I would do go through that again before I would have a kidney stone. Okay, then I retract my statement. <laughs> usually they're over quickly. That's that's yes. the only upside is that it's intense pain, but usually it's only two or three days and then you're done. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Larry, you got anything on this one? On this one? Not, it, not the kidney stone thing on the, the <laughs> No. Looking through it as you were describing it, though, um, it had went from, a, oh, that sounds neat, to, okay, that's pretty cool. Because just think, if you go through a game of this, you've got a fully laid out hex crawl. You can take your players from the loop or something maybe through. So they could do double duty. But, yeah, this is a cool game. I'm glad you brought this one. We'll look into that. Mm-hmm. All right. And that brings us to your third one this week, sir. All right, again, hitting up the pool from Kickstarter. This one's called Horror at Devil's Run, and it's for 5th edition. This is a one-shot adventure for a party centered around 5th level. Four to five characters. Uh, The goal on this one was $750. They're up just over $2,000 now. 25 days to go on this one. Plenty of time if you want to take a look at it. It's going to be running through September 21st. The... Jeff Stevens is a creator for this. He's done three other ones. Well, this is his third one. He's back to 52. The other two that he's that he has done are both cobalt or pot-bellied cobalt books. One is for layers and um shoot. It's like layers and bad guys and then the other booklet is has got I think it's 15 uh adventures from the pot-bellied cobalts and both of those are available on um, drive through RPG, $25 a piece, and that ties into a pledge, pledge level later. This is a seasonal type adventure. It's looking towards coming into, um, October. Christmas. Well, October and, and fall here. So my, yeah, my wife's crazy about Christmas, but we're, we're not quite there yet. This right. one is okay. pumpkin themed. You've got a farmer and he's in competition with another farmer for the great, greatest, largest, most beautiful pumpkin, uh, for the festival coming up. And he's having an issue with some water problems coming in, not getting enough irrigation for his crops. So he makes a deal. 
things go badly for him. And eventually, I believe he becomes the central bad guy as this, as he is sort of mutated and turned into this nasty devil infested pumpkin monster with all kind of vines and big sharp teeth and whatnot. It's, it's, it's gruesome. They do go through a good bit of the adventure and they break it down for you. But coming up on fall, this feels like a good Halloween type adventure. Um, and I'm familiar, like I said, with the previous two works, I've got uh, at least one of those on my bookshelf over there and really enjoyed his layout and the way he did the 15 previous uh, adventures in that one booklet. The pictures you've got of layout, the maps and everything are very nice. Um, he also shows, has links to his other products. Um, this one here, the PDF is written and complete. Uh, the print on demand, they have had their test runs coming back and they're going to make up some minor adjustments. They're going to be doing a Roll20 conversion that will be available and a shard tabletop that's uh, been marked as complete and ready to go once things get, you know, once he gets his Kickstarter money, he can go ahead and release those. But um, if you're looking for either one of those Roll20 or Shard Tabletop uh, as your VTT of choice, they're both available as pledge levels. For uh, $4, you can get on this as a basic backer where you get the PDF of this and the VTT tokens and map tokens to use in your, uh, you know, of your choice. For an additional $5 on top of that, you can get the PDF and also either the Roll20 version or the Shard version. And if you get uh, back at those levels, then you also have the print-on-demand option available to you if you're wanting to get it a physical copy there. And then there's a higher level for 40 bucks. You can get the PDF adventure of this. You can also get his Potbellied Adventures book and the Kobold's Guide to Villains and Layers. And again, those are 25 each. So for $40, you're getting both of those and the uh, adventure here that, uh, he, that he's got up here. Farther down, if you scroll through, you can see some really nice renders of his maps before they go into the pledge levels. They look nice. Like I said, the, the adventures from the previous book are laid out well, easy to read and get the gist of them from. So this is why I brought this one. And, I, and again, coming into the fall season, I really like the, the feel and the flavor of this one. So please take a look at it. All right. Very, very cool. So I got too many tabs open here. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, $4 for the PDF level, that is yeah. Great. And it comes with the map and the TTCL. Again, like I mentioned, the other one, like you could easily see there was like a $4 PDF, $7 for the those. And I just think they've probably done themselves a, a good service by combining them. And you're going to get, I think you're going to get more backers that way. But yeah, and everything looks, looks, everything looks like very well done. Like the, the mm -hmm. test print um, pages, it looks, it looks very professional. So it looks very cool. Like this is a very neat little adventure that you have brought to the table. Yep, very much. Uh, and so, again, we've all brought a, a, a shout-out this week, so I will go first. Very big surprise here. I want to talk about a Catacon. Uh, so the Kickstarter for Catacon is currently 123% funded, so we have successfully funded. So thank you, everyone, who supported us so far. Uh, we're just a little over $11,000. Our goal was nine. We have 11 days to go as of recording. We end on September 7th at 10.15 p.m. Eastern Time. As is tradition, we will be doing a countdown show on our Twitch channel live from 9 to 10.15, just talking about previous Catacons, talking about our plans for this one, and and hopefully, uh, you know, getting excited as the numbers continue to grow as we get to the end. That doesn't always happen, but we're hopeful. Uh, one of the things I kind of teased earlier, we have a sponsor. It's the Crafty Games Company, and they produce a Mistborn 
adventure game. Mistborn is a series of novels uh, written by Brandon Sanderson. Tom absolutely loves them. I read the first one, really liked it. Second one didn't catch me, and I've kind of dropped off of it, but I might go back to it. But the uh, the electronic version or the PDF version of that game retails for $15 on their website, and they are offering for anyone who backs our Kickstarter at any level of five or higher they will be able to get that for free. So once the Kickstarter is over, if you've backed at any level, so that includes vendors, demo people, badges, whatever, if your pledge was $5 or more, then you're going to be able to get this $15 game for free. I have now got a second one. This has not been announced yet. This is breaking news. Um, friend of the show, Andy Klosky, who wrote a, a superpower game called Cold Steel Wardens, which is one of my favorite superhero RPGs. He's going to offer the same deal for his base game of Cold Steel Wardens. So anyone who backs at our Kickstarter at $5 or higher will be able to get a PDF copy of his game for free as well. And he, he wrote me a little blurb here. So the, the retail is $15 as well. So basically you're getting $30 in games essentially for free for $5. But uh, never despair, never surrender. Inspired by the rise of dystopian, darker contemporary comics of the 80s and onward, Cold Steel Wardens role-playing in the Iron Age of comics brings the drama and suspense of the world's greatest comics to your game table. High-stakes action runs hand-in-hand -hand with the new Maffinappen, sure. Game mechanics, which emphasize the brutal combat, the intense investigations, and the deep moral quandary found in the Iron Age of comics. There's some more. I'll let you read that later. But I am truly a fan of this game. That's how I met Andy at a local convention. I just tried out his game, loved it, had him on the show. You can listen to us play the game. Uh, we got to a point where our games actually started to change the lore of his world, where he allowed our games to become canon um, of of how the story continued. So I am definitely a big fan of Andy. He comes every year. He supports us every year. And I hope this is a way to get this game in front of other people. Cause it, I superheroes is my second favorite genre of RPGs. This is one of my favorite superhero RPGs. And really, so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, applying to to your goodwill listener. If you can't come to a catacomb, cause I get it. It's in Dayton, Ohio, November. No one wants to be there, but, if you can just throw $5 donation, you're going to get $30 worth of games basically for free. So we'll say $25 value for a $5 or more donation. So check out the Kickstarter Catacomb. There will be links in the show notes to that as well. Uh, we have already hit our first stretch goal, and we added a second with a cosplay contest. So if we can get to $12,000, we're going to have a cosplay contest on Saturday with a special prize just for the winner of the cosplay contest. And as I like to say, almost no one dresses up at our convention. So your odds of winning are really good. <laughs> Because uh, I will dress up on Saturday, but I can't win. So basically, if you, you dress, you might be the sole entrant uh, and win this cool prize we're putting together. But hopefully, we'll actually have a few more people do it if we can announce a contest. All right. So that's it for me shilling for a catacon. Ellen, what is your shout out this week? <laughs> uh, my shout out is for uh, Worldlings, Tales of Tiny Gods. Uh, it's on Kickstarter. The only reason I didn't bring this to like the actual proper part of the show is because there's four days to go it, it ends on august 31st so i was like yeah i do a lot of like uh, some of my others were like five days to go i was like i just i push it very close all the time but i was like this is a little too too close but uh very cute art uh very cute idea it's a it's a zine quest um offering but uh the thing that caught my attention on this one is because it is by the creator of uh, Brooklet Games, who I follow on Twitter, who I am a patron of on Patreon, and I just wanted to give a shout out to him and his stuff because I love his adventures, I love the design aesthetic of it, I love everything about them. Uh, so you should go support him on Patreon. So that's just my little shout out for today. <laughs> Fantastic. 
All right. And Larry, you had a shout out this week as well. Yes, this one is on Kickstarter. It's called The Tomb of Quests, Volume 1. And this is from Pace Setter Games. They are redoing... Uh, this one is almost quadruple funded at this point. Um, several, it's several weeks, three weeks left to go on it. They are starting over at the beginning when they first started releasing uh, Adventures. And they're going to be released as a BX version for OSR type gaming or a 5th edition version. And this tome is going to compile the first five adventures that they ever created. And they're be, being redone and re-released. And I uh, heard an uh, interview with um, Bill Barsh, who's the creative uh, the lead here and he was saying that assuming this goes well they have plans to continue updating their adventures year by year so this one is doing well and you know keep an eye on, if you like their stuff uh take a look all right very cool and again there'll be links to all these projects including the shout outs in the show notes so uh, if, if we have sent you anywhere that you end up backing, please let them know that we sent you there. There's a way to comment on the project or send a note to the creator, maybe on Discord or through their Kickstarter or whatever, or just on Twitter. It does help our show, again, gain a little footing. Uh, we got an, a nice email last week, I believe, from someone who found our show covered their project. And then also the creator of Rain, which I think was your shout out last week, Ellen uh, was like on Twitter, I think somebody was on Twitter talking about our show. So that makes me really happy when stuff like that happens. And so if you back something because we sent you there, that would be a nice thing. But we're not quite done yet. We have to do our Going Last Memorial Kickstarter event. Again, this is um, my love letter to Going Last, one of my favorite <clears throat> excuse me, uh, podcasts, which unfortunately has faded. But I still love the show. Rich and Kenna, big part of my podcasting life for a while. And essentially what we're going to do is we're going to pretend that we have all the imaginary money in the world and we can throw as much of it as we want at any one of the nine official Kickstarters that we uh, brought, or excuse me, crowdfunding campaigns we brought to the table today. But if we do so, we will never even get to play any of the other ones. We are completely siloed off of it, which is what makes the game fun. This week, I'm going to start with Larry. Larry, you got all the imaginary money in the world. Where are you putting it? Well, I think it's only going to be $55, but Spoils of the Dread Shores, uh, it's the artifact pack where you get the book and the maps and tokens and a pen. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I think that would keep me busy for quite some time on that little island. Very cool. All right, Ellen, what about you? I always forget this is coming, and then every time it's like a new stab in the heart. Uh, a catacomb, a catacomb. They're right. That's not, it's not official, so that, that's why I did it that way. Um, I think I, I, like, Larry has a good pick. I like uh, a lot of these is the problem. Okay, so I think if I had to go with, like, what would be most useful to me going forward, it would be Line of Inquiry, because, like, I will probably do Murder Mysteries for at least mm, two to three games at any point. So, like, right. uh, that is, like you said, not, not a big not a big ticket item. I think that is $16 for the whole shebang for, the, uh, but that is what I would go for because like, I want more murder mystery content in my life and I'd be very sad about missing out on the rest of them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so again, no surprise. The first two that I brought are both very high ticket items. I would love that author clock. I think that's a great, cool little niche thing, but I cannot have, justify spending even the 130 on the smaller one much less the 250 for the bigger one <clears throat> but it's probably for me would be the project ironside it's 
I would love to have a table like that. And if I had all the imaginary men in the world, I would get like the super deluxe <laughs> version. I'd buy like the four tables and make it into one giant table and get the cool play mat. And I have all the accessories and I'd probably end up spending five, $6,000 on it. But if I have imaginary money, why not? Um, other than that, it would probably be a catacomb, but I'm not allowed to support my own. So that one will be kicked out. So I am going to say that Project Ironside is definitely the one that I would do. But there are several other here that I would actually really like. That Strong Start is very near and dear to my heart because it's very similar to what I want to do. I'd love to throw just like $1,000 at them to give them some free money. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, okay, Project Ironside for me. Okay, right, so but ra- my, one, my one caveat for that is you have enough money. You have all the imaginary money in the world to, for the project. Where are you putting this giant table in your living space? So I have a game room <laughs> that it currently has the table that I built in it. Uh-huh. And I love my game table, but I would, this is probably a better one. So I would put it there. <laughs> I just mean that a giant four, four table size table is like, you have, you don't have the imaginary money to improve the size of your house. Uh, that's my it would, only point. It would fit. It would fit in this room. It, it would be able, I'd be, it would be close, be tight, but we'd have all that game space, you know, have all that space for activity. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Thank you both for your flexibility. Again, we recorded today on Saturday rather than Sunday because I'm not going to be here. So thank you both for that flexibility. I really appreciate it. I love doing the show with both of you. I love the viewpoints that you bring and the energy you bring. So thank you as always for being here. Ellen, one more time, where can people find you on the interwebs? On Twitter at Ellen underscore Delina, D-A-L-I-N-A, with links to all the other stuff I do on that Twitter. So you can find me there. Excellent. And Larry? Uh, Mumfrey999 on Twitter. There you go. Easy enough. And I, I, of course, can be found at the RPG Academy on Twitter, on all the places. Uh, You can email the show, the RPG Academy at gmail.com. And please, please, please go support a Catagon. So thanks. And we'll see you. Well, remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. (laughs) Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time.
The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.